What's up and welcome to another episode of Sneak Up, Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things music, art, dance and online culture, sponsored by Platypus Shoes. Today, we're coming to you from the Esplanade here in St Kilda and I'm speaking to none other than Dope Lemon, aka Angus Stone. With his latest Dope Lemon album, Smooth Big Cat, having just released and being right in the midst of a promo tour as we speak, what better time for a catch up. Angus, thanks so much for coming on the show. Good morning, thanks for having me. My pleasure, dude. So I thought I'd kick off just to get like a... Bit of an understanding. You've been playing music for a really long time. Uh, you've been playing music in Australia for years now under a number of different names. Does the music scene nowadays feel different? Feel different to how it did when you started? Uh, yeah, things change. Um, I think now the the long you know the harder you work and the longer you sort of in the in the business, um, certain luxuries come to play. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's when we first started, you know, obviously we were just kids and picking up the craft of um, constructing songs and learning how to record and, and the whole sort of touring cycle. Yeah, I guess over time it sort of gets easier. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that like generally the climate of Australian music as a whole feels different to how it did when you first kicked off? For sure, yeah. Um, I think at that time... Um, the genres that were going around um i think we had a julian and i had a, a like a window into something that uh that worked at the time and um you know it's i think music the music world is constantly changing and um and yeah it's it's just nice to be a part of it and to to keep evolving with it and and um doing what we do Cool, man. Yeah. And you've been releasing music consistently for over a decade now. Do you find it difficult to step away from it and not keep working all the time? Yeah, I think that's the sort of, um, sometimes that's the the sort of double-edged sword, I guess. Um, I never really got that saying, because the sword has two edges. Um, <laughs> I think it's talking more like a Darth Maul style. Deal. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I guess that's the thing of it. Um, you know, uh, you're so focused and, um, me, um, writing and I'm constantly, constantly churning over trinkets of ideas and I guess it does consume you a little bit. Um, but you know, it's a labor of love and, um, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Dope Lemon is a pretty eye and ear catching name. <clears throat> Where did it come from? Um, Dope Lemon, uh, I think anyone in the studio at that time would probably give you a different story of where it came from, but, um, yeah, it's, I guess you could say it's a thing of substance. Sure. I'm happy to leave it at that. Uh, in the past, you, as part of Dope Lemon, have had collaborations with 50s Brazilian bands and Mongolian throat singing over some of your tracks and stuff. Um, can people expect anything equally as left field on this new record? Uh, yeah, it's for me, this record was, it was unique in the way that, um, I'd played different instruments on previous records, but this time, um, we stepped in and nothing was written and, um, I ended up moving throughout all the instruments and, and, um, making the record, um, that way, um, and it was it was cool. I think there's something pretty cool to that because it's you know 100% your brushstroke and 
um, when I listen to the music, I can fully feel my moods all through the different, the piano and the bass and drums and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I think as a listener, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, but yeah. I was reading that every track on the record started with you playing a different instrument. Was that something that you set out to do from the beginning or was that something that just sort of happened naturally as you were writing everything? Um, to be honest, it's uh, any time we've walked into the studio, never really conceptualized um, in that way. It's it's always been just, you know, one foot in front of the other. And um, yeah, I think there's there's something to that um to just letting it unfold the way it will and this was one of those moments where um it just sort of flowed really nicely and i ended up playing all the instruments and how has that impacted how you want the record to make people feel um man i just want for me i i need to stay true to myself with the things that i'm saying and writing about and um i think the beauty of that is when people listen to it, they feel um, the things that you um, have put down and um, and they're coming from a good place and the storytelling is, um, you know, the imagery is there and, and they can sort of um, melt away with it. Mm. Um, the title of the album comes from a track on it called Smooth Big Cat. Is that the feeling that you want people to walk away with? Uh yeah, that song, <clears throat> that song's a, it's about this um, fictional character, the Smooth Big Cat that I came up with one of the songs, which is Smooth Big Cat, which is the title of the record. Um, he's he's got a story that it's cool. He's kind of one of those cats that um, doesn't have stakes and all the nonsense going on in the world and. Um, he sort of rocks up when you need to sort of mellow out mm. um, from it all. And um, I th- what he represents is something real. And when I listen to to the music, it makes me feel that. And um, yeah, if you can walk away with what, what he represents, it's, it's pretty cool. Cool. And is he based off someone or an experience? Or um, I was talking to a friend about this the other day, um, trying to find a title for him, but I guess he's... You could say he's somewhat of a guardian sort of um, character. Yeah, I don't know. Still trying to figure that out. Just a guy that likes to have fun. That's right. Yeah, yeah cool. I can relate to that, I think. Cool dude. Cool <laughs> Are you going to be doing anything else with the with the character? Like, <clears throat> is there any plans for like any kind of, you know, proper imagery, like a, a cartoon, a comic, anything? That's really cool, man. Um, yeah, we, at the moment, there's this guy in, um, in, in Chile. Yeah. In, south america he he hit me up um online and um i love what he does he's an amazing painter and he's been um been i sent him the the record and he's been um painting different different pictures um for the different songs and they're all these like cool cats and um coyotes sort of having fun and like celebrating and um, doing different things and hanging out in the street. And um, I'd love to one day make something like um, some narrative to that. Um, I don't know what that is yet, but 
it's so possible it's just it comes down to time oh for sure yeah well that's future use problem man you've got enough on your plate yeah. for now yeah um what's the painter's name can we check him out um his name's rustang rustang yeah cool name yeah all right hectic cool. check that uh you had like a a really big amount of promo with um pre-orders on the album one of which was a promotion where people could get a a free dope lemon tattoo at a number of participating parlors across the country. How did you get that idea? Uh, it was the record label actually. Okay. Um, but the, but the idea, it's sort of when we went into, because we just signed a new deal, um, with this company called BMG. Mm -hmm. Um, and Heath Johns is, um, the guy there that, um, we met up with and we were just testing out, you know, hanging out with new new crew and these guys were amazing. They they became family pretty instantly and um just lots of cool ideas. Um and one of when we went in I was showing him all the, the tattoos that um uh different people were getting and sending in to us. And um it was really cool. It's kind of um on a on a side note that for me when I see that um it's really special. It makes me um, it makes me want to get back into the lemon, you know. Mm. Um, it sort of energized it because you know there's there's a following there that's really cool and um, and I hit they sort of tapped into that. They're like, why don't we do something cool for the fans and um, we can um, book different parlors around Australia and people can drop in. I think that's a great idea, dude. Like yeah. it's so rare that like a fan is able to physically express how they feel about mm. their love for for music yeah it must be special to know that so many people got it because they love it it really is yeah um there's there's some really cool ones people getting them inside their you know their knuckle and you know so it's kind of hidden little petite mm. um but yeah it's it's it really is um i'm really really stoked that people are you know digging for sure and you said that they people got some little ones. Were there any like gnarly big ones? <laughs> um, yeah, there's you know there's some different different styles um, of tattoo. Um, they're all cool. There's one one guy got um, it's easy peasy, and then the lemon was there, and then it's squeezy. That's cute. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, um, you had some more promo um, with the album as well. With like people would get. Uh, when they would pre-order the record, um, they would get a scratchy in the record that gave them to win a. Top, uh, they gave the chance, sorry, to win a solid gold lemon pendant. Yep. Good for entry at any dope lemon headline show. That's real far out as well. Was that you? Uh yeah, that was that was us, a, a collective with the the label and um. Uh, dished out this um this cool little design um that uh it's solid gold it's this it's a lemon that hangs off a solid gold chain as yeah. well and he's got little diamonds in his fangs cool um and sapphires in his eyes yeah and basically acts as a um a ticket to any dope lemon show anywhere around the world for the yeah. rest of your life so if you're wearing the the lemon just hold that and come that's in. sick dude mm. is there only one there's only one, yeah. Hectic. Yeah. Uh, that's um, it's real Willy Wonka. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could only afford one. <laughs> <laughs> a little less Willy Wonka. Uh, um, have you got a dope lemon tattoo? Just going back to that real quick. You know what? I mean, I'm, um, I'm thinking about it on this next run. Okay. Yeah. Maybe with the boys. Um, somewhere um, exotic, we can go um, and 
get a little tat. Uh, I thought you meant you'd get it somewhere exotic. Oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. Where is that? <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> Anything's possible. In an exotic place, exotic That's things right. are about to happen, dude. That's right. Uh, um, cool. So, you're in a big tour at the moment to promote the album. Um, where are you most looking forward to playing on the rest of the tour? Uh, uh, Sydney is going to be amazing. I love the Enmore. Uh, everywhere, man. Um, we're playing down uh, in WA in Frio, um, uh, and then we go over to Paris, um, Berlin, Cologne. Um, playing in the in the Dam and London, and then hopefully we can get over to Canada and, and the States. Um, but I don't know. I I really like Paris. There's there's certain restaurants there and. Um, little things we like to do when we're, um, we're traveling. Mm. Um, but the cool thing of it is the lemon hasn't been over there yet. So. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So do you think that's a highly anticipated tour for, for the French? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, uh, we don't know what's going to happen because we've booked these, you know, um, uh, fairly, you know, uh, large size rooms. So we're just hoping that people are going to show up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know i from the booking agent they're they're all like you know we, we sold we sold um some records over there and um there's been people writing in all the time saying you know come over and so we'll just see i guess cool yeah. play by ear and so you've uh have you got anything really big planned for the the visuals of the show the production are you able to share anything really exciting or is it being kept under wraps for now um yeah, there's there's some cool things going on. Um, we've got some go-go dances. Cool. Um, and uh, they're really cool girls. Um, just stage, I don't know. Every musician is so creative in their own right. Um, they've all got their own projects going on and mm. um, flying different people in around the world um, to be a part of the band. Um, great crew to work with. Um, people we've been working with for years and um i don't know it's it's just going to be an epic time and really proud of the record so um stepping into a tour like that it's yeah it makes sense must be exciting it is yeah and um obviously you know you, you are flying everyone in to to play um <coughs> as members of the band how did you choose those people what's the selection process like um it's it comes down to um I don't know. I I like I like trying new things out. I think changing things up are, are, is is really important. Mm. Um, just with everything in life. Um, um, but um, the pianist is a friend solo from um, New York. We've been playing with for a long time, touring around the world. Um, the drummer uh, Lee Fisher. He's a guy from Melbourne. Um, Louis King is from Melbourne, uh, and then you got Brad Heald. Um, he's on a tour. He tours around with different bands. He used to play with the Vines, and he's touring touring with Wolf Mother at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, All right. But yeah, just good friends and um, good crew, and yeah, I think it's a good little setup. Yeah, just people you've picked up along the way. Yeah. Cool. Um, now. Post-tour, I know that might be sort of a hard thing to envision given it is going to be quite long, but have you got any plans? Are you winding down or have you got other projects on the cards? Oh, man, you know, um, one foot in front of the other sort of thing. I think for now, 
Um, but I don't know. I I think I don't know. I want to try something different. I don't know what that is yet, but I've got some ideas. You know, get off the. You either get off the tour and you want to like go somewhere and sleep for a hundred years. Yep. Or you want to be creative again. Um, because you've thought of something on the tour or something. Yeah. Or yeah, you just need to you know get some stuff going. Um, because you know uh, you've been sitting on a bus with like fifteen grown men yeah. for too long. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would get yeah. tiring in its own way. Yeah. Oh fuck. And over the years, this is sort of a more general, broad question. Over the years, you've had so many different projects from your work in Angus and Julia Stone to your solo record, <laughs> and most recently, Dope Lemon, of course. What are the major differences in your creative process for those many different projects? Like, how do you approach Dope Lemon differently to everything else? uh yeah it's 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 different every time um julia and i uh you know we're like it's every time we walk into the studio it changes it's um sometimes you you write separately and then you bring the different songs to the table and and work on them that way sometimes you bring everything on and and you do it all um at the same time um it's it's hard to sort of pinpoint how how it's different in that way i think um each record is is just a, a different chapter of your life and and you're constantly evolving and and fine-tuning your your skills and um, what you do with it all mm. so it's just like an energy that you feel when you approach something differently for sure yeah you could put it like that for sure um yeah <laughs> case in point yeah uh, i've heard plenty of things about your ranch um your home and your property where you write a lot of your music could you give us a rundown on what the ranch looks like yeah so um uh you drive up and there's two um big wooden gates that um open up and then you drive in and you go there's two two big hills on the property um you go up to the top of the the hill and my little shack's up there um and you can see you can see the lighthouse whipping around and look out onto the mountains um and uh and then the next hill down um is cool it's got like a bunch of gum trees and um a little tennis court and it goes down into um, this lake area which that boat is from mm, yeah you were telling me earlier so this is this boat that you've rebuilt yeah we restored this this yacht um that was uh, it's a hundred year old yacht that was sailed from Italy by this guy, this Swiss guy, to Australia. Um, it took him seven years. And um, I found it on Gumtree. Like, <laughs> I was just looking through and I saw this this beautiful little little yacht, this yeah. cute little thing. And um, I drove down to Iluka and um, had some tea with the dude and just sat there and we're looking at it. He was the third owner from the guy. The guy had already passed away. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, it was a great project. We just took it back to the shed and stripped it back and fiberglassed the hull and um, and then we dropped it in the lake and it sits there and it's a great place to have beers and <laughs> it lights up at night and it's a bit of an art piece now. So I think it, we've done it justice for, for where it's come from. Cool. Yeah, it may not see the sea again, but it's, Who knows? it's comfy. Who knows? <laughs> Was restoring a boat something that you'd ever thought that you wanted to do? Or is that one of those gum tree things where you're just like, yeah, I could probably have a go at that? 
Um, no, we grew up in a in a sailing family. Um, my grandparents they built their own yacht. They sailed around the world. They went into um, competitions and um, yacht races, and um, they taught us how to sail. Um, my dad's a sailor, um, and it's a big part of our lives. You know, sleeping out on the yacht, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's I love the smell of you know all the resin and all the stuff going on when you when you're fixing up a boat and the paint i love them fumes <laughs> i can't get enough yeah. maybe that's your next record dude maybe it's um some kind of sea shanty compilation you know what that sounds pretty dope <laughs> I like that. cool man we've got this section on the show which is called shout outs yep. it's a time on the show where you can basically give us an idea of who you think that we should be looking at so you got anyone in mind <clears throat> okay um yeah when we were doing the last um European festival run in summer um we were sort of hitting the same stages as a band called the districts yeah they were just killer your bus arrives um backstage and the bands are already starting um and you wake up I seriously I woke up and strolled out like and the stage was there I walked up just in a in a daze and these guys were just fucking shredding um it was so sick uh, I was blown away. Um, their records are amazing, and and them, them live was it's just killer. Hectic, cool. Yeah. We'll be sure to check them out. Fuck yeah. And my final question, man, is what advice would you give to musicians that are hoping to get their name out there? I think um, I think don't focus on um, trying to get your name out there. That, I think that's the first thing. Um, just do what you do. Um, and be real to it and I think if you if you keep doing those things and you're in it because you love it people will start to notice um and I think that's just the way the world works you know um but yeah I don't know be true to yourself yeah that's it cool yeah sweet well thanks so much for coming on the show man I really appreciate it cool thanks this is a nice chat that was all good dude it yeah. was yeah Thanks for sticking around for another episode of Sneak Up. And to stay in the loop on all things Sneak Up, don't forget to subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network. I'll be back in a fortnight, but till then, keep it sneaky. Sneak Up.